Jeff Levac, the team president, has exited stage left. We bring in the voice of the Almaty Empire, Andrew Santillo. Empire fans miss Andrew Santillo for the last home game. He had a previous obligation. The wedding season was in full effect. And by the way, our schedule got changed up a little bit in the spring. <laughs> so he is back on the call for this one. Looking forward to riding shotgun with my pal, Andrew Santillo. Uh, let's open with this, though, because you've had an interesting perspective the last couple of weeks. You've been away from the broadcast booth. You've got to watch the game as both a fan and someone who knows the sport. Anything you picked up storyline-wise or team-wise about this Empire team over the past little less than a month? Well, I think the interesting thing is, um, and thanks for having me on, guys. I'm looking forward to tonight's game. It's going to be one heck of a matchup. Um, I think over the last few weeks, getting to watch the team, I mean, I think we've seen, you know, Coach Manas, who's the head coach, is also the general manager, and he's been able to, you know, pull some strings. They've had three trades, which, you know, there's only six teams. So you, you're, you know, you're pretty familiar with the other team's personnel, um, especially guys who have played in this league previously. So, you know, it's been interesting to kind of see, you know, when the game, first game that we did all the way back in April, Mike Faithful was the quarterback. And here we are, you know, Sam Castronova steps in, uh, you know, they had a trade, then they, you know, trade didn't go through. And then, you know, so, so there was some, some interesting things at the quarterback position and then, you know, there's been some other things, too. You know, Coach Manas loves defense, so he makes a trade uh, for Kenny Veal, who's, you know, who's going to be playing this evening in his first game for the Empire. So I think being able to see kind of, you know, last season was a, you know, kind of a truncated year because of, you know, because of the pandemic and everything that was still going on. And this year, we're at about the halfway point, but Coach has made a couple of moves here, and, and it's been interesting to see now how the team kind of comes together and gels you know, as we move forward towards this, you know, towards the, the, the later parts of the season. Yeah, two storylines there. That first we touched on those moves that have happened. It's something you and I have been accustomed to now because it feels like every home game, there's a new roster. There's no impact players, especially the most previous home game. Uh, Markel Wade and Jabari Gorman felt like WWE wrestlers and their music hit. And all of a sudden, who's this new entry? We're hours away from kickoff when you and I are having this conversation. So we don't have the insight quite yet. They're keeping it close to the chest like they did just in the most previous home game for us. So we'll find out if that happens. Let's flip it over to what you mentioned about Mike Faithful and Sam Castronova. It seems like the easiest one, but it's the one I think we should focus in on that Faithful was okay, average, some would argue below average in that first game. But Castanova seems to be the most important player on the field today, tonight for the Albany Empire, if they want to get that loss avenged against Carolina. Yeah, I think uh, you, you you said it. I mean, I think Faithful's numbers, you know, they, they he was 21 of 30, only nine incompletions, but it was a little sloppy. And yeah, it was the first game. You know, they had a fumble that led to a, a touchdown. They had an interception that was brought back for a touchdown. So, you know, you can't. In, in, especially in this type of game, you can't give up two defensive scores, uh, you know, against a good team like Carolina. So it's going to be interesting. And, and you mentioned it, Sam's, you know, played, played really well, um, you know, since being kind of thrust into that starter role, 62% completion percentage, 19 touchdowns, only four interceptions. So he's been able to minimize the, the turnovers and, and he's played really well, again, kind of thrust into that starter role, and they kind of they went on the road after the first loss. He's all of a sudden the starter, and you're thinking, okay, defending champions, they're 0 and 1. Now they've got a new quarterback, but he's done a nice job here, um, you know, as the team's kind of rolled along to pick up four straight wins. And it'll be interesting to see how kind of how he progresses. He's a you know he's a upstate New York kid, um, you know, so I, I know he's got a lot of fans rooting for him in the area. I remember last year when he played against the Empire, um, he had a whole crew in from Buffalo. 
Um, so, you know, he's certainly a guy who has, uh, you know, the locals, if you will, in, in terms of New York, upstate New York rooting for him. The abbreviation MIP in sports could be two things. Most improved player or most important player? I think we both agree that Sam Castro was the most important player in tonight's matchup. But the most improved player from home game one to now home game three is the artist formerly known as Marco Orozco, now known as Mark Orozco. We knew special teams was a huge part of the Carolina game in game one, but Orozco has seemed like a completely different player from the first time we saw him this season. Yeah, and he's hit, I think he's hit seven deuces uh, in the, you know, in the four games since that opener. So he he's he's seemingly come along and, and kind of figured out his way with the, you know, with the arena ball. Um, you know, we know, as you mentioned, special teams are super important. They're going to be important tonight. Um, the kicker on the other side of the field, TC Stevens is the reigning NAL kicker, you know, special teams player of the year. So he, he's a solid player. And we saw last year when the, the empire went all the way to win the championship, special teams was super important. I mean, it was, you know, you're get, picking up points, you're making extra points when the other team misses or you're hitting a deuce. I mean, and, and so when even, you know, six, seven, if you've got eight touchdowns against eight touchdowns, but you've got six extra points and they've got three, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you're pulling away. Uh, and that was so important last year. And it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, how healthy Mark is tonight because he you know, kind of kind of got banged up a little bit last week um, and dealing with, a, I guess, a little bit of a meniscus injury. But he's super important. And, and he's the way he's played over the last few weeks, um, you know, he's earned a couple of special teams player of the weeks, week three and week five. So he's certainly a guy who's kind of come on strong here. And, and that's a position where, you know, the, the average fan may overlook that. But again, in this type of game, when you're scoring – seven, eight, nine touchdowns a game, those extra points almost add up to an entire other touchdown. So extra, you know, special teams is super important. And tonight it's especially so against, uh, you know, we know TC Stevens is going to be good on the Carolina side of the field. Kickoff set for seven o'clock inside MVP arena for ticket information. Check out our ticker below here on our visual side. Now I'm going to be a little tentative as I ask players and coaches this leading up to kickoff this question of, is this the most important game of the season so far? I know they're always going to tell me it's every week's the most important I get. I'm still going to try to shoot my shot and see if I get a good answer. Luckily, you as a broadcast can give you an answer. Had no type of pressure from anybody. <laughs> Does it feel like the most important game of the season? Maybe not even just for the Albany Empire, but across the NAL, NAL so far this year. Yeah, certainly. I think uh, without question. I mean, you know, Carolina's five and one. Albany's four and one. These are the two top teams at the top of the standings. Carolina's already come to Albany and won, you know, 59-51 in the first week of the season. So, um, you know, there's this this the, the ramifications of this game are huge. I mean, these teams will play once more, but if Carolina were to win this game, you know, they would really be set up to, you know, win the regular season title. And they've got a guy, their quarterback, Jonathan Bain, who's probably the MVP of the of the league at this point. So these two teams really on a collision course. And again, we're kind of at the midway point of the season. You know, this is, you know, not only is this, you know, this is one of the biggest games. It will be one of the biggest games of the year. I mean, you look again at four and one, five and one Carolina's coming off of its first loss of the season. So how do they bounce back? They're on the road. They've already won it all against Albany in Albany. So this is a huge game. I mean, like you said, the players and the coaches, this is going to be the biggest game because it's the next game. And this, the game that's upcoming here, but this game really has ramifications for the rest of the season because, you know, if Albany can win this game and settle the score here and then, you know, one to one, you know, 
So this this is huge. I mean, this is a humongous game, um, and I you know I'm glad that we're going to get a chance to to call it because again, you know, it's not only the the, the marquee game of the early part of the season. I mean, it's got to be one of the marquee games of all in, in arena football in the entire country. Um, you know, so far to this point, the sports cliches: big players make big plays in big games. The most recent home game, Malik Henry and Darius Prince was in that conversation for MVP. I'm glad you brought up Bain as a potential, if not the leader for MVP, because I have a feeling Darius Prince listens to this pregame, and that's the little fire that needs to be set underneath him. So, you know, we'll let you go on that just in case he's watching and wants to leave some comments about it. So we'll get ourselves out of trouble. You and I will get ready for the pregame show. We're scheduled to hit YouTube right around 6.50 and then kick off 7 o'clock. He is the voice of the Albany Empire, Andrew Santillo. Andrew, looking forward to seeing you. In just a few hours, calling the action tonight inside the MVP arena. Yeah, I'm gonna, I mean, we're looking forward to it. I mean, I think that's one of the great things about this this league, the NAL, is that with the affiliate, the affiliation and the partnership with YouTube, I mean, we're gonna have a lot of eyes directed on our broadcast this evening because the other two games in the league were played yesterday because of um, you know concerts. I believe at the arenas down in Florida. So this is the only game on the schedule and it's the biggest game of the year so far. So we're going to have a lot of eyeballs on us. And like I said, I, I'm just glad I get to call this game because we got the first place and second place teams. And, you know, we're going to figure out a lot tonight because again, Albany is ready to go here. Um, they seem to be gelling and, and Carolina, let's see if they can bounce back after that loss last week. Be nice to us in the YouTube comments tonight, all right? It's just us. Be, be nice, opposing fan base. All right, I'll catch you soon, man. All right. Albany Empire pregame show continues to roll on here. You know this guy is Big 77. Melvin Hollins joins us now. I want to give you a nickname. I want to call you, like, Big Play Hollins, Highlight Hollins, because if you've been a part of the MVP arena, 77 swatting down passes in the clutch, getting in the end zone, I know it feels weird to talk about yourself before you talk about your team, but I'll do this for you now. Have you felt like this has been a standout season for you individually so far through the year? Uh, as far as it goes, I feel like I've done uh, I've done pretty pretty good things, but just me being uh, the player that I am, I try not to look so much as an individual stats, but just do whatever I can to make up the team win. No doubt, man. I feel you. Let's talk about the touchdown. Let's talk about you getting the end zone, right? Did I see 77 in the end zone at some point this season? I I don't know. I don't think you did. I think that was uh, <laughs> you know, hey, I don't know. If it was me, we probably got a penalty. I ain't gonna... All right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I think it was my uh my Cornelius was... Lewis, right? Was the yeah. big... oh, got in. That's right. See, I yes, see sir. 72, I see 77. It's still one of the wild parts about the season watching the big guys being able to make plays on both sides of the football and make things happen. Let's talk about the defensive line for you though. Up front, it feels like you and your teammates, everybody have had such a big season so far. Why have you guys been able to work so well together early in the season? Uh, I believe it all stems from a lot of communication and just everyone being on the same page, trying to uh, work together and complete a complete a common goal, you know. And that's just to help us win, put pressure on quarterbacks, and just let them know that we're not here to play around with them, you know. No doubt, man. Scouting out this Carolina Cobra team, one of the top teams, arguably some would say the best team in the league. I think Empire fans would disagree. But when you see this Carolina team come to town, it's a different team for you guys from game one and for Carolina from game one. But what makes them so good up front, especially for that offense? Uh, I believe they I believe they have a good a good core a good of uh, players that allow them to, to do the things that they like to do. And they don't have people that really challenge them in that way. So 
I feel that they they're a good team overall. No. no doubt, man. Uh, we, we were going to talk about your teammate coming up here. Nick Hague is joining us later on in the pregame show. I feel like everybody has a story, though, from the most recent travel scenario with you guys, the Columbus-Georgia game. Now, we'll, we'll get to the truth of whether or not Hague was yelling at 3 o'clock in the morning that he wanted to play. How about you? How did you handle it? Were you chill? Were you stressed? How did you go through the process of the world being a little bit different on that last most recent road trip? Uh, it was a little bit of a lot of mixed emotions. The first year, all high and you're ready to go, and then you're low when you have to uh, wait. You know, they be like, we have delay after delay. So it got really, real strenuous, especially in the airport. <laughs> I like it, man. I like yeah. it. You know, we, we were joking around a little bit earlier before about Cornelius Lewis and some bigger guys getting carries. Can we get you a carry? Can we get like a one yard touchdown for Melvin Hollins in the end zone? Can we? Who do we got to talk to? Is that coach? Is that, uh, is that Coach Manas? Who's got to get yeah, you in the end zone? You got to talk to uh, Coach Manas and Coach Ware and let them know that I'm a big play guy. You got to let them know that I can do it. You know? I like it. I like it yeah, a lot, so. man. Uh, the Albany Empire fans, it's been such an exciting season. The Empire fans, more and more people are able to come out. I know we've had some adjustments for how the games have went and everything else is kind of out of their control. But the Empire fans so far in this season, have you felt the love from the 518 when you had the field every single home game? Oh, yes, sir. The, the love is unmatched. I love the crowd. I love how how great they get into it as far as any aspect of the game, whether that be just we make a big play, if we need a little help on defense, you know, they're, they're there to support. And we just love seeing them all come out, especially this game, this weekend. Yeah. I, know, I know it feels strange to think about this because you are taking the field every single week and hoping for it, but is there a little something different about this game? The fact that Carolina was the only team so far this season that's handed you guys an L, is practice leading up to this one felt different than any other week? I mean, of course people would say yes, yes it is, but I feel we take the same preparation as we do every week. You know, I always take it one at a time. We want to be one and know after every week, and we're, we're on the road to doing that, and we just feel like just the next opponent in line, you know. Sir. I like it, man. Melvin Hollins, big 77, making plays up front for the Albany Empire. This is the Albany Empire pregame show. As we get you ready for kickoff Saturday, 7 o'clock, as the Carolina Cobras come back to town, and hopefully the Empire can reset, match it, grab that victory against Carolina this time. You know, we talk about big plays to lead this off, whether it be an interception, a fumble recovery, whatever it might be. It seems time after time, you and your players, your teammates, especially on defense, have been making those big plays. Can you feel that momentum on the sidelines and throughout the games that when that turnover comes, you guys, that defense is setting the tone for the rest of the game? Oh, yes, sir. As soon as the as soon as we make a play on defense, I feel like the energy always shifts. It feels like that propels us to do better on the offensive side, the special team side, because I feel we get a turnover, we get a touchdown. Then Mark comes out, he hits a douche. You know, we're going to go crazy. So I feel like everything just it all feeds off of the big plays. I want to know if on defense there's a trash talker. And I know he plays offensive defense. Now, I know he does the Iron Man stuff. But Darius Prince is always talking. He'll smile when I say that. Like, he no, it never stops, and that's okay. Like, <laughs> is there anybody who's been trying to match him competitively in practice that thinks they can hang with the trash talk of Darius Prince? It's not you, is it? Are you are you the I mean, secret weapon that's trying to sm- – DP's getting it from you now in Earful? Hey, hey, they get it from everybody. I'm pretty sure he, he probably gets from me a lot too because I know I do I do, I do do talk a little bit. You know, not too much. You know, you can ask anybody. I'm a great guy. Great guy. <laughs> the opponents too? <laughs> oh, the opponents, they love me. All right. All right, so who do we got to talk to? Do we got to talk to LeVac about getting you mic'd up for a game? Because now that I'm hearing the trash talk is good, you're likable, I got to get the full – 
four quarters of Melvin Holland's mic'd up. I know we might have to add oh. that to like the contract and get you some cash for that, obviously, but oh, I'm down definitely. for you for a whole game mic'd up. Oh, yeah. If you whole game me mic'd up, we'll, we'll views through the roof. They might, we might have a million viewers on YouTube one day. You never know. Hey, I love it. Melvin Holland, 77, is going to be making big plays. All the big things that you need to see can happen. He's going to do it for you. Appreciate you taking the time with us, man. Let's get you in the end zone this year, all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The Albany Empire pregame show continues to roll on here. Tom Goslowski, guys, with you. And look at this guy, Nick Haig. He is looking fresh as always. <laughs> I want to talk to him about the game coming up. I want to talk about his intensity on the field. But I need it out of the horse's mouth. There's there's rumors floating around from Coach Manas that after the travel, we'll call it situation from last week, the rumor is that it's 3 o'clock in the morning, you guys are picking up luggage, and you're screaming like you're ready to play at 3 a.m. Is this true? Take us through the version of your story of a fired-up Nick Haig on an early, early morning for the Empire. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, uh, once that bird landed, we, you know, we had, I don't think the time really set in, and then I think we got in the airport at that point. I started realizing what time it was. I'm like, well, shit, it's game day already, so. I mean, <laughs> fired up right now. Let's get this thing going. We might as well play right now and just get this thing over with. I mean, we're here now. Let's go because I'm not used to this. I'm not used to being awake at 3 a.m. on a game day. So this is different for me. So that was crazy. It was crazy. But, uh, man, yeah, I mean, we, we just we had that intensity from the time we got off the plane. I think just because we knew the, the situation and, you know, our backs were going to be against the wall in that way. And we were already going to be sleep deprived. So, shit, I mean, we just we were ready to go. I was going to ask if the intensity for you stops when, like, you're a flip-the-switch guy, like, off the field, on the field. I think that answered my question. It feels like there's no off button for you. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm always definitely, uh, you know, I'm always fired up for sure. I mean, I just – I'm a guy who loves life and, and loves everything it brings, you know. And, and uh, you know, every day and each and every day is a blessing. So, I mean, you know, you get the opportunity to, to take that breath and, and open those eyes up every day, man. I'm telling you, I mean, you got to live it to the fullest because you just never know. So, I mean – you know, you, to me, you got to have the fires. I mean, I know not, it's not for everyone. I mean, I definitely – I had days when I used to be more fired up than I am now. Um, learn how to calm down in certain situations, you know, just, you know, to relax a little bit more. But um, at the end of the day, I'm just, you know, very passionate. And, and anything I love and anything I put my heart into and, and work for and strive for, um, you know, I think that my emotion bleeds through through it, you know, and, and that's just what it is for me. It's, it's my passion for stuff. So if it's something that's not for me, I mean – you're probably not going to get the, the excitement out of me that you usually used to get, you know? But you can feel it, man. Your coaches feel it. Your teammates feel it. The fans feel it here in upstate New York in the capital region. One of my favorite predictions for yeah, season. I know you know my guy, Jeff Levac, the team president. I told him, I said, man, Nick Haig, as this season rolls on, Albany Empire fans, New York fans are going to fall in love with a kid from New England, and they're going to feel that intensity on the field. How have you felt this first month plus now playing in New York of, you know what? I feel like these New Yorkers are embracing this kid from New England. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can't say enough and thank, you know, the fans enough for the support that they have, you know, for, for our team. And then, you know, like you said, for me in general, I mean, it's just a, another blessing and, and it makes you love to go to work. It makes you love to enjoy, you know, the organization you play for and and, and, and the fans and the, and the city and, you know, that, that patch across the front that, you know, the stamp, you know, that, that marks – you know, New York, I mean, that's huge. You know, I got such family roots there, you know, between my father grew up out there, that's where he's from. So his whole side of his family still out there, a bunch of guys, they still live out that area. So, um, 
you know, I've always had the roots in New York, so it's pretty special. And then obviously my quick, you know, my, my time with the Giants here for a minute, you know, that was just obviously that was great. So, you know, it's always been right around there. Then, I, you know, New Jersey, which is on the outskirts. So, you know, I've, I've had the time out around this area a lot. So it's it's always it's always been nothing but love, you know, and I, I do appreciate it. You know, what I mean, like I said, you know, the fans, uh, you know, they get you going and stuff like that. So it makes you it makes you love going to work every day for them. No doubt. It feels like especially the Albany Empire crowd turns up for the defense when they're on the field, especially the playmakers like yourself. Make oh, it yeah. happen. And from week one to even this week, we lead up to Carolina. We've seen the improvement on the defense. We've seen guys come together. We've seen the hits get a little harder and the thumps a little stronger from you guys. You oh, look sure. across your left, your right, your front. You've got some monsters playing alongside with you on that defensive front across the board. Oh, for sure. I mean, that, like I said, that's just a huge blessing to guys I'm surrounded by. I mean, nothing but talent, nothing but elite athletes, elite guys and, and, and pros so, through and through. So it's uh, it's always been a blessing to play with these guys and, you know, do my one eighth, as coach would always say, and and, and find my, my my scheme, my whole in this defense, you know, and each, each person brings their own pot. So that's a huge. But it, it makes your job. I mean, not much easier when you're just surrounded by just guys who are out there and they're on the same level as you and, and, and just going the whole time and have that same intensity, that same mindset. So it's definitely a blessing for sure. And, uh, you know, it's 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 awesome to be out there with those guys flying around. Like I said, there's nothing but the ball is, you know, both sides of the ball. So it's an exciting team for sure. And uh, the, the way we respect, you know, one another is just that that's, that's what's building the chemistry. That's what's building it. You know, we're, we're starting to mold. We're starting to gel. We're figuring it out. You know, sometimes – you get a whole new group that's coming in. It can take a little time to build that. You know, people don't realize that part of the game is so important of having that chemistry, knowing someone where he's going to be and where he's not going to be at the same time and getting to have that mold when you're playing with someone, getting to feel the, you know, feel the game out with that person. And there's just a lot more to it. So beginning off the season, I think we just had a little bit of rust going in, you know, figuring out this whole thing, this whole situation with the new rule changes and all that stuff anyway. So not making excuses, you know what I'm saying? Hey, you know, we lost that first one. We lost that one. We got to eat it, you know, nothing you can do. Um, but uh, as far as the empire that started that season to where the empire is now, that's a different brand. I'll tell you that. Yeah, I like where that goes right there. You mentioned it. There's changes, scheme. Things have changed from that week one empire team to the team that's going to take the field on Saturday against Carolina. I've been saying it's the biggest game of the season so far. I know you guys and the coaching staff, you'll feel like every week's the biggest game. So I'll pass on that question. Instead, I'll say this about Carolina. And we won't give away too much for Cobra fans who might be watching the pregame show. But when you scout out this Carolina team, what yeah. stands out to you on that offensive side of the football that's made them so successful so far this year? I mean, they got they just got, they got playmakers across the board too. You know, you gotta you gotta you know tip your hat and the the guys they got out there that can play and ball. You know, they you know they're they're a professional team as well. So, um, but they you know they they're in the scheme. They're they're running their their plays well. Their their timing's been very well. You know, they they're gelling. You know, they they've been playing with each other. So I mean. They, they've been in they've been in some rhythm you know and that's the thing when they get in rhythm they're you know just like anybody else they're a tough team to beat so that's why you know we got to make sure we bring the heat the whole time and and, and disrupt that and, and, and allow you know those guys to feel uncomfortable the whole entire game because that's what you know busts up that rhythm and that's when guys can't make plays so you know at the end of the day i mean like i said you know they're a very respectful and respected team you know in this league and stuff like that and uh you know, they, they got a number, you know, they had us that, that first week. So, I mean, that's been a, a sour taste in our mouth and something that we've all been, you know, chomping at the bit, you know, each and every week. I know, like I tell people all the time, you don't have to look ahead on an opponent, but, you know, at times you can you can glare ahead, you know, you know what's coming up. So this this game's finally here and it's like, you know, it's 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 go time. And 
you know, I'm, I'm excited. I want the fans to be just fired up for this game and, and get them going. You know, you make this place such a hot place to play. You know, I, I tell people all the time, it's, it's great to be on that side of the ball now. You know, I'm, I'm getting that love, but I also had that hate. And it's not, you know, disrespectful, but, you know, it's part of the game, you know, but playing here and playing against them, you know, it was always, you know, I was the enemy coming in. So I know what it's like. So I, I try to express them all the time the importance of it. If, you know, they don't play, they don't understand the role they actually do play. I mean, it's not a joke when people say we love the fans, we need the fans. Like you guys are what gets us going because when that place gets rocking and everyone's, you know, with us and against the other team, you know, it just makes it so hot. It's like, it was always a shitty place for me to have to come play. Like, God, man, this place is going to be annoying as hell. These guys are nuts. You know, it just, that's just something you want to, you don't want to have to have to worry about what you do. So, I mean, we need the fans this weekend, baby. You know what I'm saying? Jump on board, get out here, get this arena packed, get it filled. You know, we're, we're ready to make this championship run and starting this weekend. So, you know, it's, it's, it's that important. No doubt. Nick Haig, the intensity was always brought from him, whether it's hits on the field, whether it's interviews, whether it's three <laughs> o'clock picking up luggage. And now I know you've already been in the end zone. I'm going to let you go on this. I know you've already been in the end zone. You scored in a little weight game. I want to see you get back in the end zone, in the MVP arena. And I don't know if it's a penalty still like it used to be, or if you jump into the crowd, you get flagged for it. Take the flag. Let Coach Manas know. If I'm getting the end zone for the home fans, I'll take the flag. I'll take the fines. I know there's a group of crazies behind the 25-yard line that always let the opponents have it. So the fans would be appreciating you in the stands. Talk to Coach about that because we want to see a head touchdown. It's coming sooner. All right? I got you. I take it I take it to the zone. I'll, I'll, I'll be in level two. All right. All right. I'll go up those stairs. <laughs> Nick, appreciate your time, man. Thanks for doing hey, this. Absolutely, my man. Appreciate you. Always God bless Go Empire, and let's get this thing rocking, huh?